We're back. <laughs> yes. Never, I'll never get over that. What's up, y'all? Oh, my goodness. The soundboard. Are you done? No. <laughs> I guess not. We did a thing. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Never Mate Varsity. My name is Colby, and you can find me at Colby Complains. Oh, one word. There's no pause this time. Yeah, but he was a robot this time, so I don't know where we're going with that one. Hey, my name is David. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore River underscore O, usually uh, tweeting in all caps about the Panthers. Usually. Salutations. My name is Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at Heartbreak two underscores kid. I have the guacamole vines stuck in my head now that we were talking about vines from earlier today. But do I the know fr- this vine? The fresh avocado one? No, the <laughs> peel the avocado. Oh, peel the avocado. That one. Uh, I'm Aaron. I am more than my paper bag. And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Aaron P. Friedman. Do you have to tell everyone to look you in the eyes? <laughs> my eyes are up here. <laughs> well, the bag is up there, too. <laughs> I guess my eyes are down here, then, because they're looking at the whole bag. <laughs> last week's trivia question. So, last week's trivia question was... Uh, LeBron James's career average is 27 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. How many times in his career has LeBron gotten a quote-unquote LeBron exactly in a game? The correct answer is zero. He has never gotten 27 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists exactly in a game. Wow. I don't think anyone got the answer right. I wouldn't have guessed that, honestly. I think it's really interesting that he's it's never gotten his career average in a game. Hmm. Well, who needs analytics anyway? Yeah. All I need are stats that correlate. I just need to know how much grit somebody has, you know? If they're a gym rat. Real coaches guy. Real scrappy. Scrappy, scrappy Drew, Speak- as I call him now. <laughs> Speaking of Scrappy Drew and your play tech, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we played a game against Western Carolina on Wednesday. If you, Are we going to call it a game? We had an extended practice against Western Carolina <laughs> It was a glorified scrimmage. An exhibition match. We had like a 35-point run in the first half of that game. One in which they were stuck at eight points for a while. To give them credit, they were beating us 5-1 to one at one point. Yeah, and then, and then just... we went up like 38-10. to 10. Yeah. yeah, we went on a 20-0 to run to be exact. Yes, Which so, was the first time we had done that since NC State last year. Ah. Well, this year, I guess, in January. Uh, Western Carolina played us closer than NC State did. Yeah, so you're, yeah, you're Yikes. right. Yike. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to them. The Heels beat Western Carolina, uh, 104 to 61. We got biscuits. Biscuits for the first time this season. Biscuits aplenty. Do you want to talk about your biscuit run? It's so exciting, though. First, just it's just the principle. I mean, yeah, it's it's two for one sausage (laughs) biscuits when when Carolina scores 100 points. I don't even care. I don't like sausage biscuits. It's the principle of of getting the triple digits. But like the actual promotion kind of sucks. It's sausage biscuit, sausage biscuits, biscuits, which are the worst biscuit they offer. It's two for a dollar. It's not like you get anything for free. The nearest one is like a solid 10 minute drive from campus, and it's only until noon. What other biscuits are worse than... I like sausage biscuits. They're bad. You're talking about Bojangles. I'd rather just just give me two plain biscuits. I mean, if we're being honest, um, 
Biscuitville has the best biscuits, but... Actually, there's a place in Asheville called Biscuit Head. It's really good. Biscuitville has the best biscuits. Have you been to Biscuitville yet, Aaron? There's a whole city named after biscuits. Welcome to the South, buddy. I might take you to Biscuitville sometime this week because I really like biscuits. Where is it? It is a little past cookout. Oh, I'm in. But yeah, after the game, Aaron and I went to Bojangles and we got what we wanted, actually, was a nice supreme combo. Uh, and we had ourselves a good old time, I think. Yeah. It but, was a good time. Mav but, learned for the first time that you can put seasoning on your fries by yourself. He didn't know that that shaker that was up there. Yeah. I've never seen a shaker at the, the desk before. There's, You've I've never, never seen it there, Colby? It's no. up there. The thing tied yeah. up there with, like, twine. Yeah, I've there. never seen it sitting out. Like, one, usually they usually put enough on there. You went to the one yeah. over down, in like, towards Durham, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at that Like, one. usually they put it on there, and I never worry about it. But this one, they had none of it on it. But then and I then saw it was at the yep. thing. I was like, is it okay if I use it? Like, yeah, we put that there for a reason. I was like, thanks for that sass. <laughs> and I proceeded to pour our as much as I wanted to on my fries. Well, most of the time, like I go, I just go to Bojangles drive through and just bring it home. So like I never yeah. encounter the shaker. I was really proud of myself on the way back from there. And then the next day I went out to dinner with some of my friends and on the way back from there. So two times in a row going home, I didn't need navigation. I'm getting familiar with the area. Nice. It was a good time. I, I just, <laughs> it's crazy how high our crowd gets for biscuits. Like that was the loudest it had been the entire, the entire game. It was funny. Anyway, the Tar Heels had a uh, 31 assists on 37 made baskets. That's great. Which That's- was fantastic. Um, hit 16 out of 22 threes for a ginormous 72.7%. That's pretty darn good. Out-rebounded them by 28. I mean, they don't have a player over like 6'9". Yeah. That's like to be expected. I didn't really like how sloppy we were. We had 17 turnovers. Yeah. No, we did get – we were playing around, I think, too much. We could have easily scored a lot more than we did even, I think. Not that that matters, but we could have executed better, I feel like. Um, but, I mean, there's wiggle room in these – like a lot of wiggle yeah. room in these kind of games. Um, Jalik Felton, leading scorer. Looked really good. Looked really good. Um, he's really only played in garbage time. And I feel like his last game was this was his best game before Western against uh, Tulane. Yes, against Tulane was his best game, and he had like nine points. But he showed that he can that he has it there. I think we all knew that he had the skill set to be a dominant point guard. But I think this really showed like he really showed out for for this, and he was four for four from three. That that's good. Which is. Good. <laughs> I'm satisfied. I think he needs to step up on defense still, but yeah, he, but that's, he's that's a that'll lot come, better last. That game. will yes. come with experience. Yeah, he's a he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. I I don't expect him to be playing lockdown defense in he's his like, first game. He's, gotta, he's not going to be Kenny Williams off the bat. Yeah. Speaking of Kenny Williams, though, I still he's he's just honestly he's my favorite target. He's just the three point line. He his his three point stroke is so nice. I just wish he was more aggressive in the second half because he shoots lights out in the first half like all the time. And then he not becomes passive, but he lets other people get into their game. Yeah. When I, when I, he could probably go off for like 30 yeah. if he wanted to. I think it's a shooting. testament to how unselfish of a player yeah. he is. And he's always going to play on defense. Like he always plays hard on defense. Mm-hmm. So 
I think that it's important that none of the nobody played more than twenty six minutes. Luke played the most of anybody. Which is still surprising because I feel like he wasn't really out there that much. Like yeah. at least it felt like to me that he wasn't out there. Also another quiet double double. Um <laughs> but I swear I look up and he, like he has eight rebounds in the first half, like every time. And five assists. Yeah, like it's not I don't <laughs> like, want to say it's like sneaky or anything. I just don't realize how much work he's doing until I look up at the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, but it got it let a lot of the um the younger players and more inexperienced players get a lot of um time. Like Scrappy Drew. Like Scrappy Drew. It, it, the more Play he plays, Tech. the more he's just impressing me. And 11 I'm, points. I'm really happy to see how his play is doing so far. Mm-hmm. Three Stepping for, up. Three for five from the three-point line. He did get his stuff blocked. He get blo- he got <laughs> he, he, he pump fakes like three times that one drive <laughs> on the he fast break. He was one pump fake away yeah. from getting the flag. It's the third pump. <laughs> and then um, I think one play that kind of sticks in my mind throughout that game was um, Theo Pinson – passing up an open three, passing it to a substantially better three-point shooter in Keddie Williams for an even more open three, and he actually hit it. And I think I saw Roy jump off of the bench. Like, I think somebody actually heard him say, like, attaboy, Theo. Like, <laughs> I think he said something to the bench afterwards, too. Like, That's how you do it. And then they started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> See, good things happen when he, sh- when he uh, doesn't shoot threes. I, I just want to be on the bench for one game. I know. Like. I, I paid money to listen in to some of those timeouts. <laughs> or sit behind the bench. Like mm-hmm. If I could sit behind the bench, that would be A+. I just want to see Roy break a clipboard in person. <laughs> After that Adam Lucas article, were you able to read yet at all? Which one? Uh, Adam Lucas wrote an article about the that Roy likes these specific type of clipboards. Mm-hmm. And it's like from this rural town. In a, like a very small business, and they get it from the same person every year. Well, uh, he had found out that the business was like they were stopping like selling us, uh, or something like that, and so they got extra clipboards. And he was like using the clipboards to talk about the fact of how like Roy they buy all so many because Roy likes to break them. And he's like, "There's a certain dynamic uh, sound it makes when it breaks." And he's like, "Roy likes that." <laughs> It just it creates a more dramatic effect when he breaks those, the sound that it makes. That's great. So Do you think he intentionally gets thin ones, like how the WWE gets the tables that easily break? I'm sure it's something like that where it, it probably it's like not that sturdy, and so it's like the it it's looks. like the piece of wood that you broke in karate class. Yes. Now, coach has that uh, that old man strength, so he could break anything. <laughs> no. One guy that I feel bad for on the team is seventh because he's hurt, but like. He's losing his chance very quickly to develop but because he's his last game was a very good game from him. Yeah, yeah but he's already getting shown at he's already I think getting less cool. minutes than Jalik Felton. I do think it's and clear. I think it's next clear that. year they have Kobe White coming in and who's yeah, a guard Leaky and Leaky, who is also a he's a technically a point guard. He's, he's a six, combo eight. guard. Yeah. And so I don't really think that he's gonna get much of a chance to prove himself after this year. Yeah. I wouldn't be and he's getting more confident the more he plays, but he's never really going to get his shot. Yeah. I yeah. honestly wouldn't blame him if he transferred. I wouldn't. Would I, I, I heard, I forget where I was, but someone was driving me a few days ago and they were talking about him potentially transferring on the radio. And I, I wouldn't blame him because he doesn't after this year, unless he explodes, he doesn't really, really have much spot. of a chance. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I feel bad because I love him. Like, I love mm-hmm. Seventh. And it's like... Seems like a nice guy. He, yeah. Just that hasn't quite put it together yet. Yeah. All the way. But um, maybe somewhere Force came into a bigger role help him make that big step. I just think it's... I think Jalik has more upside right now. And it's it just... This game made it very obvious. So next game, the Heels play... Tennessee. Tennessee after exams. Rick Barnes in Tennessee. They had a nice long break for exams. They have like 10 days off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, ESPN has us... Uh, they ha- give us a 52.9% chance to win. Which, which is, is fair. Yeah. No, it's fair. <laughs> Rick no. Barnes knows how to beat North Carolina. He yeah. did it a lot at Texas. Yes, he did. Um, he passes state secrets down to freaking Shaka Smart. To Shaka Smart, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a tough one. I mean, Tennessee's no joke. They're 7-1, and one, ranked number 24 in the nation. You know? Probably moving up after <laughs> all these teams lose. Yeah. Had Tony not made that big block last year, they might have put a game-winning shot on us last year. Now, to be fair, we also did that without Joel. That's also Joel true. was not playing with And that, that was the point last season. I think it was most of the season, but especially at that point in the season where without Joel, we had literally no offense. Yeah, it was it was just stagnant. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Tennessee, um, I know they beat NC State in the um, Battle for Atlantic, I think. I mean, they. I'm just going to go through there. They beat Purdue by three. When they were He's ranked. a good team. Yeah, they beat Purdue. Um, they did lose to Villanova. That's fair. That's their one loss. Um, Quality loss. <laughs> yeah. Put them in the playoff. I mean, technically, I mean, their best team that they've beaten, I guess, right now is, and well, I don't even know how good NC State is right now, but technically, I guess that's their best win because they beat the then number two Arizona. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they've beaten Presbyterian, High Point, Purdue. Well, I, never mind. I forgot Purdue. So they beat, um, their best win is at Purdue. They beat Presbyterian, High Point, Purdue, um, NC State, Mercer, Georgia Tech, and Lipscomb. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to gauge. Because on one one end, they beat Purdue. And then the other end, it's like, you know, that's the one team that they played. And they beat Purdue by three in overtime. So... It'll be a hard-fought game. Yes. It's one of those games where if if we don't start out hot, I mean, we could easily... Be, end up being overwhelmed because they i believe they've already sold out the game it seems mm-hmm. like their fans are ready to see someone like unc come into their building uh they probably have some hard feelings like last year uh after that game so it's uh, even though they're ranked i still call it a trap game i don't think it's a trap game i think it's i don't think anyone's taking them lightly yeah i respect uh i respect tennessee as far at least this season, and of obviously Rick Barnes' ability to beat us <laughs> early in the season. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm trying. I won't. I probably won't stress out about that. If we lose that game, we should win the game. But if we do lose the game, I will know why. Yeah. <laughs> um. Everyone is losing, and no one is good in college basketball. So, do we want to start off with the most obvious one? Hey, Blue Devils. Hey. How's it going over there? How you doing, Wendell Carter? Wait, wait. Didn't he say something a couple weeks ago about... I, I think the sound bite exactly was... Uh, let me let me, let me, let me do his face. We should go undefeated this year. Thanks for doing the face on the audio-only podcast. I was doing it for Maverick. I had to get the scene going, you know? I had to get in the, in the character. I'm a mm. method actor, like Jim Carrey. Life comes at you fast. 
Yeah, Boston College shot the lights out. From what I could see, I was in presentations for an exam. Now, so did I they like, shoot the lights out, or did they just hit the open threes they had because Duke's defense is so atrocious? You got to hit. Oh, they, they got open they shots, hit and they hit them. Yeah. When you hit 15 threes. Again, I was watching a game track. Even so against know. a okay, team yeah. like Duke, it's hard to beat. I'll go ahead and tell you that Duke's pick and roll defense is absolutely atrocious. Like, it's mm. so bad. And the fact that they, like, they started off the season in zone. It was a pretty big thing that um, they started off the season in a 2-3 zone. By the way, zone is for cowards. So they started off in 2-3 zone. Sorry, my nose is, like, really stuffy, so I <laughs> can't breathe. All right, there we go. Um, and then they tried to move to man-to-man, and then that's when people started kind of scorching them, and then they would make their comebacks. And now it's like, well, they finally hit a team that was like, now nah, we're going to keep hitting these shots. <laughs> I think we're okay <laughs> doing what we're doing. And they had a couple miscues. I mean, they had one of their worst. I think their point guard, Trayvon Duvall, that's who it is. Um, off, he's like the Theo Pinson of their team where he's a great assist guy, great slasher, can't shoot a three-pointer to save his life. I think he's actually two for 20 from the from three, like almost Theo level. Yeah. And he, they were up four, and he shot a three and gave them the ball back. And I think they hit a three on the other end, and that kind of shifted the momentum. <laughs> the N word. <laughs> I just got the most evil look from Colby. Um, and then, yeah, Boston College executed. Um, Guy Bowman is yeah. a monster. Yeah, I mean, props That's to good. him. Yeah, yeah. Score, dropped 30, 39 and like seven or something. Long stocking over here. Dropping 30 on Duke. Yeah, no, for real. I thought it was super weird that when the game ended and Boston College won, they turned off the lights as the fans were rushing the court. Bad idea. Yeah, I didn't understand Horrible that. idea. <laughs> that's a... that's a. It's because they shot the lights out, uh, literally. Did you see that? Um, oh, God, I almost made... Uh, no, give yourself a bad sound. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? Um, I think it was their guy that looks like Hitler Youth on their bench like yikes accidentally stepped on Grayson Allen's face <laughs> and so I thought it was that a player the, that did is that. that why he had the black eye yeah, yeah. no yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a Duke player that it did is it. Yeah, yeah Alex yeah. O'Connell I think is his name yeah yeah, yeah. I'm he, pretty sure it was him he went up for the layup and then stepped right on Grayson's face on his face yeah <laughs> I feel I like he's gonna that. be the next Duke player that we no, hate I remember he's, he's like the, he's the he, next hair, flip your hair He's the fetus that's like growing up to be the new like most hated Duke player. Like he's, I can already see it. Except he's not going to be as good as Grayson Allen, like as Grayson Allen currently is. Boston College beat DCs with seven players. Here's the thing: I don't like. I respect Coach K as as a great as a legend, like as a coaching legend. I will give him his props. But every year since he started going with these one and dones, he always complains about having a young team. That's who you recruited. That's who you're recruiting. You can't complain that you have to reload every year if you're doing this whole one and done thing. Like you can't keep using that as an excuse. And Coach Cal does the same thing where he always complains. He's like, "My team is young. We, we still got a lot of learning to do." Uh, you know, he's like complaining about the fact that he has a young team when that's his thing. So I just never understand that. Like I don't understand why you're complaining. And then there's the, also the fact that he's like. Um, they're playing big this year. They're kind of going the direction that UNC went last year where they're playing more inside-out basketball. And so, well, not inside-out, but they're playing more like post-basketball mm-hmm. than uh, like perimeter basketball because they've got you know Wendell Carter, Gary Trent, and um, Marvin Bagley, who should be a high schooler right now, but that's a different conversation. 
Um, Can you imagine that kid in high school? Dude, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> full disclosure, I love Marvin Bagley's game. Like, I think he's a terrific basketball player, and mm-hmm. he he has the potential to be a really good NBA player. I mean, he hasn't done anything to make me not like him yet. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's no. just a good player that's on the team that I hate. He's yeah. a monster. Yeah, no, I, like, I watched him play. I love his game. Like, he's just, yeah. like, he's the kind of guy that I would have loved to have on UNC's, like, because he's just, like, a dominant post player. Um, but just the fact that he's supposed to be in high school right now is a little bit crazy. <laughs> it's wild. What also frustrates me with that one and done and the inexperience that coach K often complains about is that he just doesn't play a lot of his guys. He plays like what he has an eight, seven, eight man about rotation, seven, like about a seven yeah. man rotation. And so guys like chase, chase cheater right i think he transferred didn't he yeah he transferred he like played like five minutes ever at duke and he was a top 10 recruit in the country even marquise bolden i think gets limited minutes let me i'm gonna look up the the they just waste top talent and then like those guys could develop into really good players if they let them get a shot like last year in the national championship game we played nine guys yeah because we also i mean we had a. I mean we let guys like nate Britt play he was a veteran, even though he was yeah. the best offensive player. He it's played 13 minutes. It's because Roy develops players better than anybody else in this country. And I'm sure that Roy would love one-and-done players. Yeah. Seventh got some run in the um, national championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he, played, like, he only played three minutes, but he still got time. Yeah. And, and he got let ring. me look at the box score of the 2015 game. Give yeah. me a minute. Marquise Golan played eight minutes. So right now they're playing with a... Yeah, it's an in eight. effect an eight man, right? And in, in effect, but the eight is Alex O'Connell who played two minutes, and then Marquise Bolden played eight. So it's like at the same time, Boston College played with a seven man rotation. Okay, do effectively yeah, that, that's more of a they don't have the talent. No, I'm saying no, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like you can't complain about ha- be, like having a short bench or anything when you you know. To give them credit, Duke did play eight guys in the 2015 National Championship game. Well, yeah, because they actually had a deep team that year. They had Quinn Cook in, uh, you know, as a veteran presence, and then you had the freshmen all around him. Yeah. The young Grayson Allen at that point, who wasn't even like a blip on anyone's radar. Well, I think yeah, they were. And I still yeah. liked his game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kansas has also dropped two in a row. Yes, they have. Jeez. Uh, Bill Self said after their latest loss that this is the softest team. Soft. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, am I the only one that kind of has a problem with that? Because these are the guys you recruited, so it's like <laughs> I, I think it's reverse psychology. It's trying to fire his team up and give some motivation. I mean, Roy's done similar stuff. He just doesn't do it. I don't think in that manner. He'll just. He'll make sure that there's a level. Like if people are saying good things, he'll make sure to level it out and say that there are also bad things happening. I mean, after the Michigan State game, he had some comments to say uh, about their performance, but he didn't say like this is the softest team I've ever had. Well, I remember that he was very reflective on his own coaching after that loss. He was like, "That was probably the worst job all around, even for me." Like, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go back and look at what I did and see where I can improve too, because that. You know, I don't know. From looking at the box scores, because I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch these games, Kansas has not been shooting well at all. Um, against Washington, they reshot 45% from the field, 25% from three. Um, and then today against Arizona State, today being Sunday, 
they shot 47% from the field and 36% from three. Meanwhile, Arizona State shot over 50% or over from three-pointer and field goal. And against Washington, they shot 50% from the free throw line. Um, sorry, I, I got to switch over to today. Sorry, I need a cricket sound. Before we're going off that, though, I mean, <laughs> Devontae Graham is no Frank Mason, I don't think. Yeah, and he's he's had to step up into that main guy role. I just don't think it has translated well. They have Odoka as a bouquet, who on paper is a he's a legit monster. He's like six ten with a seven four wingspan. He's one of those guys that was going to tear a rim down, and we were recruiting him for the longest here. time. Yeah. Uh, Last year, he ended up, I think he had a wrist injury. He was out for the season, so he didn't get a whole lot of playing time. And then, uh, dude with the name, I don't know his last name, but he shoot. Luke? Mikhail Luke. Oh, Mikhail Luke. Yeah. Mikhail Luke. He's yeah. good. He's real he good. He can shoot, but he, I think he's a little undersized. And I think people are underestimating Arizona State. By the way, they shot 77% from the free throw line against Arizona State, keep which is not bad. But Keep in mind, that's, uh, Chase Jeter actually transferred to Arizona State. Uh, that's Bobby Hurley's team. No, Dookie. <laughs> it didn't play. Yeah. I'm looking at Kansas's roster right Holy now. And out. <laughs> they have Dumb four rule. guys on their roster that aren't a guard. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guards, three forwards, and a center from what's officially listed. Don't be afraid because that might very well be your next Duke head coach is Bobby Hurley of Arizona State. Could be. Anyway, but I mean, uh, from what I've read, Arizona State has one of the most prolific offenses in the nation right now. So it's, you know, the wa- the loss to Washington was bad. No one can deny that that, lo- that was a bad loss for Kansas. ASU, though, looks like they're supposed they should be in the top ten, if not the top five, at least right based solely off of their offense. I haven't watched enough to gather, like, anything about their defense, but they look like a solid squad. Uh, Florida um, also spiraled a little bit. <laughs> they lost. But they so, won. Um, okay. They beat. They lost Florida State and they lost to Loyola Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they turned around and beat somebody yesterday. So they beat Cincinnati. They beat Cincinnati yesterday. He was ranked, so they seem to be riding the ship a little bit. But still, two losses to two unranked teams, um, both of which at home are and a rival. Not good. Yeah. I mean, Loyola Chicago. I didn't even know that was the school. Sixty-five, fifty-nine. Just wow. Florida State beat them down. Florida State looks really good. They are one of the best defensive teams I've seen so far this season. Yeah. Uh, but also, let's ask this question. How far do you think they're going to go down in these rankings, all these teams? Kansas? Uh, well, Florida is going to drop out of the top ten, I think. Kansas? Duke will drop to probably like, around four. I was going to say like five. I don't think Duke will get out of the top five. I think they're still Duke. The, I mean, if it was North Carolina, they'd put them down to eight. I mean, we dropped well, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, we dropped to we dropped from nine to like fourteen. Yeah, of, after one loss to uh, the number two team in the nation. So, Kansas. granted, it was a really bad loss, but it's still the number two team. Yes, I I I agree. I don't think we should have gone down as much as we did. Yeah, Kansas will drop, I think, to like the nine or eleven spot. Um, we'll what, probably move up to like seven or six or something. That's think. probably fair. I think we might be able to sneak into the top five. Like well, we have five. Well, spot. we have we have five top. We have uh, five Ken Pop top 100 wins already, mm-hmm. which is more than some teams can say that are in the top right. 10. 
And despite my saltiness, I like being in like the from the five to ten position because it's still under the radar, and so there's not as much pressure. It's when we're top five that we end up uh, losing some games and letting we get into our own head. Yes, it's just very obvious that uh, I don't think anyone can predict how this season is going to go. Yeah, yeah. There, there's not a clear favorite, even as good as Duke's been playing right now. I don't think they're, they're still. Yeah, I don't think they're that good. Villanova is good. Villanova. I think we know that. I yes. think we know that Michigan State is good. Yes. Um, Wichita I just think State that. looks good, but they haven't really gotten to the meat of their schedule yet. Arizona State could end up sneaking through and really becoming a powerhouse. So I think there's yeah. a lot of good teams this year. I mean, I mean, Texas A&M is going to come yeah. around. It's Kentucky. A lot of good teams, but no great. Texas A&M um, is undefeated. Miami is currently undefeated. Um, although I don't know. I haven't really watched any Miami games. So the I can't. U is back. <laughs> <laughs> the Miami inbound is back, unfortunately. You know, we'll see. Um, I just don't think that it's locked up like everyone thought it was. I think Duke is a good offensive team when they get going in the paint. But it's quite obvious that this is not a traditional Duke team. It's not a perimeter-oriented team. And I think that's new for Krzyzewski, and I think that it's going to be an issue, especially with the lack of defense. And I think teams are going to exploit that, especially on the road. They'll they'll win their games at home, but I think it's going to be tough for them, <laughs> especially when they come up against a good shooting team. And I think we are good. If we get, if we get Cam Johnson back, or when we get Cam Johnson back and we play Duke, I think their defense is bad enough that we'll light them up. If we light them up from three like I know we can, then it'll be an easy day. That's where it's going to come in handy that we have stretch players like Luke and Cam yep. where we can spread the four and we're going to be able to beat a zone because we actually have – this is one of our best gears in perimeter shooting. So, that I mean, because when it comes to man-to-man, I think even this team right now could be able to beat Duke because uh, they just don't look – good right now defense at least defensively yes i definitely think that duke's a winnable game i mean i i don't ever really think it's not a winnable game but i would not go as far as saying it would be an easy win the records you know (laughs) you know where to put them (laughs) oh my goodness okay well moving on uh nfl let's start with the browns you can at least go into some detail about the drama that the browns had today they look good for four We had quarters. the win <laughs> in our hands, and we just let it slip away. Had the whole world in his I knew, I knew we were going to lose as soon as Deshaun Kaiser did the Brett Favre point, and then he tried throwing it deep, but instead threw it 40 <laughs> yards just straight up. They had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything they ever wanted, and they just let it slip because their knees were weak and their palms were sweaty. He threw that ball right into Mom the spaghetti. Packers defense. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to... Okay, they're right. I did a major surrender cobra in the music <laughs> library when we threw that pick. Uh, yeah, Mom's Spaghetti, though. Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. I'm not that good. I don't know the lyrics all just yet. I'm getting there. You, you said every single lyric yeah. except for Mom's Spaghetti. There's vomit on his sweater I paraphrased. Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. I definitely paraphrased that. Josh Gordon looks pretty good, though. Huh? Josh Gordon look looked really good. Flash. Could you imagine how amazing he would be if he didn't love weed? Y'all would have like five more wins in the past two years. <laughs> he would legitimately be the best receiver in the league if he did. If he just stayed off the weed. Duh. 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 
Duh. Anyway. Um, I wish I would have beat the Packers. Because now I feel like... No, I feel like, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back against... Us. Against us, against yeah, the, the Panthers. Panthers. Next week. Um, Did y'all tighten up? It's trying times in Tennessee. Uh... The Titans dropped our game to the Cardinals. Uh, congratulations to Turner's team on securing a victory today. Uh, on the bright side, we didn't allow a touchdown. On the dark side, we <laughs> lost despite not allowing a touchdown. Uh, so we lost. It was 12-7. to 7. Uh, Turnovers. Can't win. Marcus Murray is throwing, he, he's throwing way too many interceptions. There's way too many turnovers. Uh, the offense is, is really stagnant, and there's just a lot of miscommunication this far in the season that, that's inexcusable. But at the same time, we have three more games. It's still the, our destiny is in our hands, for better or for worse. Uh, but we still have three games where we can finish strong, and we're still very much in the playoff picture. Yes. Uh, the Panthers won a nail-biter. Because nothing is easy, ever. 11-point lead in the fourth quarter. Who needs it? <laughs> Let's throw it away. It's thrown away. But, um, again, the Panthers ran for 216 yards and held Minnesota to 100. But when our running game is going, it opens up so much more. Um, we finally saw some of the explosive plays that we've been missing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense is forcing turnovers. Yep. Thieves Ave, Daryl Worley and James Bradbury both got picks. Thieves Avenue is back. It's, I am now more optimistic than I was last week. Yeah, I mean, I think the defense took that New Orleans game personally. Mm-hmm. I think they were unhappy with how it went. Unhappy with the, uh, the kind of lack of effort that they had and how they represented themselves. And decided to come and show out. I mean, Luke had 14 tackles. Yeah. That's crazy. And our defensive front was putting pressure on Case Keenum the entire game. And he would slip out sometimes and get some good runs or, or, or make some scramble plays. But when it came down to crunch time, I mean, he had someone in his face at least every throw. I will say every game there is a – after we get away from that – like opening script of plays normally in the second quarter we cannot move the ball yeah i don't understand we build up a lead and then we go into this kind of lulled like kind of passive mode mm-hmm. and just take our foot off the pedal once we get into shua just calling the plays with the flow of the game that's when we stall yep it is so frustrating so frustrating every week where I can look at Carla and say, we're about to go three this is going to be a draw. <laughs> Cam Newton gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage because everyone in the stadium knows it's about to be a draw. Yep. Um, the predictability is annoying, but the defense is playing well enough to hide some of that. So, Yeah. I mean, I won't even lie. Like Cam Newton didn't save us on that heroic 60-yard run. Slow self. <laughs> <laughs> Ran 60 yards, got tackled within the 10, and afterwards, uh, in the post-game presser, he was like, ah, yeah, that was totally strategic, you know, trying to get the Vikings to use their their timeouts. <laughs> Slow self always gets caught. Uh, but, um, unhitch the trailer. <laughs> at the end of the day, 
Oh, wins a win. We are nine and four, which is like if you asked me at the beginning of the season, we'd be nine and four through this far. I'd probably accept it. Yep. Um, I mean, that was probably the biggest one of the season. It honestly. just so happens that the NFC is very, very good this year. Yeah. Um, we're seeing well, a five spot in the wild card. The division isn't out of question, but we'll see. The Saints still have to play the um, Falcons again. So, I mean, if we can make the playoffs, I, I like our chances. I feel like we can at least make some noise in the playoffs. I don't want to play the Saints again. I don't either. I hope someone else has to play them. But, you know, with the recent news, I mean, moving, I'm assuming we're moving on from our yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just an update from the Eagles, uh, Eagles Rams. Yes. Eagles won, but they fear that, uh, Carson Wentz has torn his ACL, which is a massive blow to the Eagles. And from my sports injury class, the way my one class I took on injuries, the way he was walking very much looks like an ACL tear. That's just awful. I hate that for him. He's he's had a stellar season. Uh, I think he in the game just before, I don't know <laughs> if he did it right before, but he did tie the single season Eagles record uh, for touchdowns. And so, I mean. He probably did that with season. this torn ACL. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I hate to see that. Yeah, that's just awful. It's just been an awful week, awful year, excuse me, in general for injuries in football. There, didn't they come up with something? There was like an all-injury pro team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. Pretty hey. good. Mm-hmm. Smack some people. Uh, I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers next week. I don't either. Um, but their defense is not good. Yeah, if why? the Browns would have beaten the Packers, they'd be out of the playoff race. And Aaron Rodgers probably would have been and out of the season. Aaron, they probably just would have shut him down, but no. Probably going to have to play Aaron Rodgers next week. Someone told me that. <laughs> Someone told me that. Or maybe, maybe I saw this somewhere that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't want to play the Panthers, like our defensive front coming into that game because he's still a little shaken up, like maybe still a little sore. That he wouldn't want to take some of those hits that he'd most likely be taking against uh, the Panthers. The last time we played the quarterback coming off of IR, um, we rebroke Tony Romo's collarbone yeah. on Thanksgiving. So we'll see. Not that I wish injury upon Aaron Rodgers again, but I do hope we get like 10 sacks and win by 40. Yes. Make Ideally. no mistake. He's a bad man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thanks, All right, Yeah, Stephen A. Yeah, so I mean, as far as predictions go, I mean, I'll after this game, I like our chances against pretty much anyone, except for maybe the Saints. <laughs> but I, I would predict us to beat the. I'll predict that we'll beat the uh, the Packers. We'll see. We have the Forty ers I mean, should be a dub. They got Jimmy G, but it's looking good. If if we don't win that game, I think it's time for. Uh, to start panicking a little bit. Draft another quarterback? Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll take Marcus. We'll take him happily. I don't know. We got we got to tighten up. <laughs> we didn't even mention that the Browns fired Sashi Brown this week. No, we didn't. I think Good that was a Twitter. Was it was a, a Twitter question. That was a Twitter from, question. Um, Andy Rindle. So we How can address that later. That? Oh, well, I guess we can do it now. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, good riddance to Sashi Brown. <laughs> Uh, he went home from work at five o'clock the day before the deadline and then didn't send in the freaking trade documents. You sound upset. Yeah, I am upset. (laughs) (laughs) I'm upset that we had to fire him because he 
in a rebuild, you can't just fire everyone every two years. And he's better than Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson is awful, but for whatever reason, we're keeping him. But he was so dumb. I, I, I can't. I can't. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just done with football. Are we ready for the next topic? Um, I believe we have finished all of our sports topics. Unless any, well, else. did you did you give a prediction? Who y'all play next week? I don't even know. I'll, I'll give us the L. I'll, I'll look it up for you real fast so you can. Uh, real, real fast as Matt is over there shaking, trying to contain his excitement. <laughs> Star <Jesus>. Wars. <laughs> they, you play the Bears. Winnable. Yeah, it's also losable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry. You play the Ravens. I'm sorry. Wrong one. Also winnable. Also losable. <laughs> no, y'all get smacked by the Ravens. And I hope Mitch Trubisky goes it? off for like five <laughs> like five TDs. Uh, the, it is... Sorry, hold on. Oh, well, it's at Cleveland. That doesn't really make a difference. I don't know why I asked. Yeah. One last sports thing. Um, UNC is now QBU. Okay, we can move on now. TJ Yates and Mitchell. <laughs> I love kissing things <laughs> we just went up to nc state and it's like oh that's some that's a mighty nice um qbu you have there <laughs> it would be a shame if somebody, somebody were to take, take it, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's silly anyway. but did y'all did y'all watch at least a little bit of the bills uh colds game oh that was a mess in like a it's not really a snowstorm but like I expected AT-ATs to come crawling out. <laughs> Someone photoshopped a woolly mammoth into one of the shots. <laughs> what a wonderful segue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking AT-ATs. Of ATATs. Yes. Go ahead, Mav. Go. Just go. So we talked about it last week on the podcast. In our next episode, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but who cares? Because it's Star Wars week. It will be a sportsless episode. Huzzah. Well, wait, are we replacing an episode with it? I thought we were doing a special episode in addition. I thought we were doing like a Star Wars episode on Thursday night, Friday morning, well, and Matt, then a regular episode on Sunday. Matt's not going to be here. Be, we can retry the... Well, yeah, I'm not going to be here on Sunday either. I'll be home. We'll figure it we'll out. Figure we'll figure it out. out. We'll, figure we'll it out. talk about it after. Definitely on Thursday, the four of us are going to watch The Last Jedi. And Carla. And Carla. <laughs> hey, Carla in different <laughs> spots in the theater. So not well, we can hopefully yeah. move around and yeah. we will give y'all a Star Wars only podcast that will go have a non-spoiler review and a spoiler review of the movie. Uh, for those of you who are on the fence, but it's Star Wars. Why are you on the fence? Go watch this movie. So predictions. I, this will be based off of. This, I, I haven't read anything yeah, about the movie. Like I, I, I've watched some trailers, but I have like I have no I, earthly idea what anything that will happen in this movie. I have a couple bold predictions. I'm not sure how bold they are because I've talked about them a lot before. Go, go uh, but for I it. have a couple predictions. Yeah, go for it. Um, I think this movie won't be the end, but the beginning of the end for the um, Jedi Order and the Sith. I think okay. that I feel like that's a pretty common sentiment. I think that um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, after this movie, we're going to see a beginning to the blend of style. I will say for the um, Sith and the Jedi. I mean, we even looked at this at Episode Seven. 
there's no mention of the Sith at all uh, mm-hmm. on the dark side. It's just the dark side. And if anything, the Knights of Ren, which is a group that follows the dark side. So I think that has already begun even episode seven. Uh, I won't, I don't necessarily want to make predictions out of respect. For, uh, I mean, like taking into spoilers or the potential things to account. I'm just first and foremost, I'm ready to see Luke Skywalker back on the film screen, actually doing something other than standing on top of a cliff. This isn't a spoiler. This is just a reaction that I read, but somebody said that this, i actually, this isn't somebody I saw three or four tweets that said that this was Mark Hamill's best Luke Skywalker. Like this was Mark Hamill at, to be his, fair, he was a kid. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying, but like that's yeah, encouraging. I'm to also say the saying least. it's not a very high bar yeah. to jump. Over. Right. Right. right no. 67 year old. But I was going to go find actor. some power converters. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I have a very bold prediction. His first three words are going to be, we're back. <laughs> Please go away. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. I deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm not quite sure how Poe fits into this. I have seen him in limited amounts, like in limited quantities. Haven't really heard much from Oscar, Oscar Isaacs. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac. Um, I'm interested to see how Finn, like his story arc, because I feel like we kind of dabbled in it, but the force awakens was really Ray's story. And I feel like that was part of the marketing that it was. I think everyone thought that John Boyega, John Boyega's character, Finn was going to be the main character, the Jedi. And like, you know, from the promo of things with him, with the lightsaber and everything that he was going to be the guy. And it was kind of the old switcheroo where Ray ends up being the one, like the the Jedi, or the, at least the the Force, like like being Force sensitive. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't know what all was in the second trailer because I didn't watch it. Um, right. No, I meant from uh, yeah, the no, Force no, Awakens. Sorry. Like, I think that. Oh, okay. I gotcha, don't know gotcha. how much Finn is going to be active in the movie because, like, he was incapacitated at the end. Right. Of the right. 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 Movie, right. So, I will say that there is a scene in the trailers that I won't say here, but. Uh, if it plays out how I think it will play out in my head, it will be a an interesting moment with, with Finn. I mean, in addition, like I said, I, I'm really excited to see Luke back on the screen. I also want to see what in the heck has he been doing for the past 30 years. I mean, that's a lot of time and a lot of plot to fill in. Waiting. Yeah. Just waiting. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously he has to be there for some reason. I think everything that unfolded with him and his nephew, Ben Solo, had a lot to do with that. And so I think I'm really interested to seeing how far they're going to go into that storyline, like what happened necessarily that made Ben turn uh, and what is his mindset at this point? I think he'll be broken. I think think he's going to be like a shell of his former self when we meet, when we see him. I wonder if we're going to get a flashback or not. We kind of, I'm sure we do. We want to call that little bit in the force awakens a flashback. I think, but, but I think they'll expand on it. I feel like, if this is a long movie, so I feel like they yeah. would spend a little bit of time. And even then, flashbacks haven't really been a thing of Star Wars. So right, that's why I was asking. It's, yeah. And it's like a weird sort of flashback where it was like through the force. It's a force back, as people are calling it. So, I mean, maybe they that's something that Ryan is, would do in this movie. I mean, I, if there's anyone that's going to like make his own film and do it his own way, it's going to be Ryan Johnson, and that could be introducing new like plot devices like flashbacks in order to get the message across that he wants 
I honestly don't know what to expect. I have to this point stayed pure. You say that like it's supposed to mean like mean yeah. something. It means <laughs> that I am coming into the movie with a clean slate. Good for you, buddy. I mean, yeah, I mean you want a cookie? <laughs> you want a cookie? Yeah, I'm proud of myself cuz I I've done it at least thus far with no help from a red-haired man sitting across the table from me for the first few months. The last time we were together, he actually helped me, though. He told me when to look away. I'm getting better. I just think, I think the, I know you guys haven't watched the trailer, but uh, there's a line from Luke that says, uh, this isn't going to go the way you think. And I feel like that's going to ring true for the whole movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're going to, we're expecting something to happen. But I feel like it's gonna go in a direction that we have no like idea where like what's gonna happen. That might very well be a quote in the movie, but he was very much saying that to the viewer as they're looking at the TV. Kind of a meta moment. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that'll fit into the, the actual and movie. I'm ready. I'm ready to get. Yeah, we're my gonna, mind yeah, absolutely <laughs> blown by what Aaron, Aaron and Colby just covered their ears through that whole segment. <laughs> like I said, Ryan Johnson. Like if you've seen his movies, Brick and. Uh, he did several episodes of Breaking Bad. Like he's really good at developing a solid story and developing characters. So I think he has a lot of twists and turns planned for us, and I'm ready to see that. And I'm ready. For, I'm ready to expand on Kylo Ren because I know it was he was kind of hit or miss for people. I'm. Re- I think that he's going to be. I think he's deeper than people give him credit for. I think his character is a lot more complex than people think, and oh. I feel like I can't wait to like dive into that brian johnson directed brick the brothers bloom and probably his most notable film looper mm-hmm. yeah so yes i can't wait i'm ready i'm oh. so hype so we're gonna move away from star wars to another movie i do not have a movie corner this year or this year or this year for the rest of this year i don't think maybe maybe we'll see, we'll see. yeah we'll see um next week it's all colby's movie corner <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Aaron watched a movie this weekend. Yeah. Last night I watched Beauty and the Beast, the live action one. I don't have an in-depth analysis. Do you want a, well, we do you want a timer? Do you want a timer? Uh, well, we can make this a round table. Let me just give my, my main impressions. It was a really good movie. I had some tears at the end. Uh, that's one of my favorite Disney movies. And I was very impressed with everything except for the auto tune. You'd think that Emma Watson had never, ever sang before that movie with how much auto-tune there was. Uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine, too. I, I, I was interested to see how I would feel after uh, I watched it. So I went back and watched the original, like the animated version. And it really rings true. Like, it, it holds true to the original one. And I feel like they... Except for that weird storyline with um, the, her uh, mom. Her mom. But I feel like it kind of added something to I thought to that it. was a good addition. I feel like... I think they needed to add a little bit of something in there to just add a little bit of depth. Because I feel like... I will say that the the animated movie did lack a little bit of depth. But it was... It, you know, it didn't, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, like, yeah. The live action one is too, I guess, but not as much. I feel like it needed to do some some stuff to separate itself from the animated movie. So yeah, I guess it, I, would agree. I could see why it was there. This was a two hour movie, which I feel like is long for a story that we've already seen. 
And it I definitely did feel kind of long. I don't, and you you could feel the length. You could yeah, definitely, yeah, you feel, could the definitely feel the length. I remember when I watched it, I felt the same way. Um, I think that after you watch, after you watch either that or the original more than once, once you see either version again, like the whole middle section where she grows to love Beast. Spoiler. Oh yeah. It it, it seems sags. really drawn out. Yeah. But I feel like and that it part, works. That part kind of drags out in the in the original. That's what that's what I'm saying. Too. That yeah. in that yeah, in yeah, both yeah. versions, in both. the whole second act drags a lot. Except until you get to the point where the mob happens and they're starting yes. to go, and they kind of just drags in that middle portion. I mean, honestly, the entire second act of that movie can be summed up in the um, the song "Something There." Yep. Yeah. Um, but it's so well animated, and it, for at least the original, it's so well animated. So um, voice acting was well good. Voice acted. That um, you stick around. It's so charming. It's yeah, yeah. So, and I thought the new one kept some of that charm. I thought that the oh, the sure. animation of the of Lumiere and of Cogsworth and of the you mean Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah, Young McGregor. And of all of the house items, they were all really well done. Josh Gad was great. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, Josh Gad was great. I thought Luke Evans was probably the most perfect. Gaston casting you probably could have had. I will say that I really Josh, liked it. No, Josh Gad was great, <clears throat> phenomenal, but he is not Lafu. I think it was a little bit of a a, a, a different interpretation of Lafu. I almost wish they would have just made him a different character. That's fair. And then I would I would have suspended <laughs> my disbelief because Josh Gad's character was the smartest person. It's kind of the most reasonable, movie. kind of the most reasonable yeah. one. Um, when he was literally the fool, yeah. Um, in the animated movie, but that's kind of nitpicking. Yeah. Um, no. Nit- the one major issue that I have with the story in both the original and in the new one is that once everyone turns back to normal, Belle just forgets about her dad. Yeah, she hikey does. She really does, and that's like it's reflecting the issue that they had in the beginning of the movie that they don't care about anyone. Like she was willing to leave the beast who she loved for her dad, and then when the beast turns pretty again, she forgets about her dad. So Mav and I have like a (laughs) similarly interesting story of how we saw this movie. Do you want to tell that, Mav? Sure. We were uh, in Greenville. South Carolina for the first round of the NCAA tournament last year. We had some free time on our hands, and mm-hmm. a bunch of people that were in the traveling band were like, hey, uh, Beauty and the Beast is coming out this weekend. Let's go watch it. And so we ended up watching it. And our fearless leader of the Marching Tar Heels, Jeffrey Fuchs, was in the lobby while we were discussing this. He's like, what y'all going to do? And we told him that we were going to see the movie. And after some talking... Mr. Fuchs decided to join along with us and go watch it with us. We weren't sure if he was going to come, though. It was yeah. it was a last-minute thing. But um, we saw, like, there were eight of us. <laughs> and Mr. Jeffrey Fuchs went to see <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, a live-action version. And it, was a, it was quite an experience. Yeah. It was fun, though. And he paid for our Uber home. <laughs> that he did. I just can't get over the auto-tune. And when she sings... When- uh, Emma Watson sings Bell. 
at the beginning of the movie. It's just, That's the one where it was definitely the worst. That's so where bad. I had to stop the movie, watch it again, and then text you. But that's the... Like, and I said, I cringed at that auto-tune. That's the opening song. Like, that's the first big, like... Like, it literally sets the tone for the entire movie. That's like if you're in the pit of a musical playing lead trumpet, and on the first hit, you'd get a flat tire. Yep. The only corny part for me... Is at the end when he becomes human again, and he you know his backs to it, and he spins around, and he has that little stupid face, and he's like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> Fabio, I'm Fabio." And me and Henry were like, "Come on, he looks stupid. Come on, <laughs> yeah." Oh, I chuckled when when he went back to um, human version. I definitely laughed. But he's talking about, like he's he's like turns around dramatically, and he's got this weird smile on his face, and he's like, "Okay." I thought that they really did well the part where uh, Belle and the Beast had run out of time and yeah, yeah. everything was turning into just junk. I yeah, thought they yeah. really did that scene well. Yeah, I think they did too. For sure. Overall rating oh, for that show. movie, I'll give it an 8.675. Wow. I would have given it like a 7. Wait, you said 8.675? Eight, six, six, yeah. You should have added the 309 to it. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> you use that sound exclusively. <laughs> I, um, <coughs> I, I was said. talking to Carla earlier. I gave give it like a 6.67. I was going to say a high 6, low 7. I think, like seven. I think it was really well done. Like The only main thing that I didn't like was the auto-tune. There were some story issues. There were there were a couple story issues, and my main thing that also like counted off for me, um, which you can argue that maybe shouldn't that this movie was kind of unnecessary, at least in my opinion. I well, I mean, all of these Disney live action remakes are all cash yeah, but grabs. Have you seen Jungle Book? Oh no, that was fantastic. Jungle Book is that so was very good. good, and I feel like if it's not going to be as good as Jungle Book, which for me arguably is better than the original, it I, is. No, I totally agree. No, I would wa- like I would watch the 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 new live action Jungle Book over again like oh, multiple yeah. times because it was very good. I mean, and then also the the cast for that was fan- like just perfect, mm-hmm. and the live act or the mocap that they used for that worked so well. And apparently, it's supposed to be the same feel as uh, the new Lion King remake. So we'll see how that goes with Beyonce. <laughs> Y'all is nine p.m. is Trivia HQ time. Oh my god, let's wrap this. I up. I mean, then. oh no, we can so, do it while I play. Yeah, we can do sure? it while we play. So I, I agree that it what they are, it is like unnecessary. But what I kind of thought of it like because I was when I was procrastinating watching vines today, I was also watching drum corps videos. Uh, it's like Phantom Regiment doing Spartacus in two thousand eight. They brought back that show after like twenty years and. Like these movies, it's either going to be a flop or a huge hit. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Fair. <coughs> so, anything else about Beauty and the Beast before we move on? I thought the song that they added from the musical was pretty good. The Beast song? Yes. Oh, it was, I thought it was pretty good. I, think, I thought it was one of the better songs in the show, in, or in the movie, good lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Agreed. So, our first question from uh, Frosty the Co-Man at uh, Michael Co. Uh, What American sports venue would you most want to see a game in before you die, college or professional? I have seen a women's basketball game in Cameron. Um, 
women's basketball Carolina Duke game in Cameron, um, which is a pretty cool experience. So I'm going to go ahead and count that as my Cameron indoor experience. That's fair. I think that that's a given on the list for all of us. You I don't, would, Matt, Matt do you not want to see a game at Cameron? I I sleep at night, not caring. It's, oh, I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over like, oh my God, I wish I could go see a game at Cameron. But, but like, like, if I have the opportunity, I'm going to jump on it. Sure. But I, I would like to go see UNC play at Cameron. Yes. After yeah. the allure ra- ran off, I was like, this is a high school show. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> like, it's just, it's it's hollowed ground for mostly for the people that have been on yeah. that court. But, like, once I stopped, like, looking around, it was, like, actually watching basketball. I was like... It's like the ODU it's equivalent. It's like the it's like the it's it's the ODU equivalent of a gy- of a basketball gym. Yeah, like ODU's field being a high school football field, pretty much. Yeah, basically. Or Duke's football field being a high school football field. <laughs> they, actually, I have been to Duke's uh, football field because I went to go watch last year. Yeah, and I was there not too. It's been no, a I was lot there. Better since I was there last Duke. year, and I thought it sucked. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's a high school. I think it's better than Carter Finley. <laughs> I yeah. can't stand Carter Finley. I can't either. One place that Carter Finley is where NC State plays for those of you who aren't from around here. There are a lot of venues that I want to see before I die. Uh, one of them that I really want to see is the Palestra in Philadelphia. It's where Penn plays, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, that would be hype. I would, I would like to see the Palestra. And it's just, it's another one of those storied college basketball arenas. Also, I would want to see Assembly Hall where Indiana plays because in a good game, that place gets rocking. Fog Allen would be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. Fog. I want to see a game at the Rose Bowl. Uh, We ain't getting there. It won't be because North Carolina is in the game. Well, they play regular season games there too. That's where UCLA plays. Mm -hmm. Mine's a no brainer. It's the American Airlines Center where the Dallas Mavericks play. There aren't that really many um, NBA arenas. Yeah, not that I'd I can really see think the, of. I'd, I'd want to see a game at the Garden. Yeah, I think that would be cool seeing a Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden after being in um for in the ACC like at the uh, ACC tournament uh, in Brooklyn and just kind of seeing that stadium. I think that would that would be cool to see. Now, I would like to see a Knicks game when the Knicks get good and like see people you know show out for that or like maybe when they play like. I don't know, the Cavaliers, and there are people that actually show up for the game. Right. Um, I don't know. I feel like mostly it's just college-based uh, stadiums. I like, agree. I would think... Some pro stadiums are cool, but there aren't any, like... It's not like for the environment. Maybe, like, maybe Seattle for the, like, for the environment. I like, would say Wrigley Field and Fenway, but I've already been to both of those places. Yeah. And they're both cool, but they're also in a different kind of class than the rest of the... The rest of pro sports. Maybe, I, sorry, go ahead. Maybe Lambeau Field when it's warm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like Fog Allen is a big one for me because I just I would actually like to see that. Um, for football, um, I'd want to see a game at Bryant Denny. I think it would be cool to go watch a game at. Uh, I'm sorry, where's that? That's Alabama. Alabama. I was gonna. Say, I, w- I would like to go see one at Auburn. Actually, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I want to go to one a lot of the LSU SEC schools. And they play next. I was going to say I want I want to see a game at Death Valley, the real yeah. Death Valley. Yeah, 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 I'll take both of them. <laughs> both of them are cool, but I think the LSU one's cooler. I just want to hear LSU play next because that's the coolest thing in the world. I want to see a game at the Big House. Mm. I think it's overrated, but it's still a really cool stadium. Can you expand on that for people that don't know what the Big House is? The Big House is where Michigan plays for football. 
and it holds more people at capacity, which college football games for good teams get over capacity, but at capacity, it has the highest capacity in the country. I believe it's like the top five in the world. I think Penn State holds more. That must be recent because the big house has been the largest capacity for a long time, and it's a really cool venue because you walk in in the middle like you wouldn't or you walk in near the top, sorry, and you walk in and you just see a sea of people because the whole stadium is below ground. Like ground level is near the top. And so you walk in and you just see a sea of over 100,000 people. And because it's a bowl stadium, there's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, Michigan has to beat by 1,000. And it's overrated because it's a bowl. It loses so much of the sound. I've been to a big games at Ohio state before. And that stadium is really, really loud. And I have heard that Michigan pit Michigan is nothing in comparison to it. I feel like at one point, maybe we, I would have been cool to see maybe at the Oakland Raiders play uh, at their stadium back when they were good. But I feel like those fans are crazy and they're leaving. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter anymore. Just want to see a game at bank of America. Good old Bank of America. I I really do enjoy Bank of America Stadium a lot. Yeah. There's a little nostalgia there, but I also just think it's a good stadium. I'll be there in two weeks. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) We ready. I really like Progressive Field where the Indians play. They've done some renovations over the past couple of years, and they've done a really good job. And it's enhanced the viewing experience a lot. They've taken out like eight or 10,000 seats, and so it's a lot more of an intimate venue now. And they have a lot better food options. And it's fun to just walk around. Good Lord, I get bored talking about baseball stadiums, let alone baseball. <laughs> well, let's move on to our next question. Yeah. Uh, from Carol of the Turners at Turner Metlicott, uh, favorite Christmas or Hanukkah memory as a kid? This is like uber cliche, but... I had been asking for a PlayStation 2 for so long. And this is back when I still lived in New Jersey. And Yankee. <laughs> and uh, I had been asking for a while. And it was back when I basically, to that point, I had been playing all my games on a Sega Genesis for about, you know, since I was born. Because that's just what I was playing with. And I was asking for a long time. And it was like the hot new console. And I never got a PS. Uh, I never got the PlayStation one just cause like, I, I just never, I, I just never got it. And so I wasn't expecting it cause I just, I don't know. I just, I wasn't expecting it. And I opened up the box and I just remember the feeling of seeing the PlayStation two and I was just freaked out. And it was funny cause like I had a letter from Santa on top of it that was telling me how huge, like a letter from Santa that was telling me how much of a good good little boy I had been that year. <laughs> um, and um, with that game, with that uh, PS2 came one of my favorite games that I still play, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, nice. That came with the, my uh, with the PS2 when I first got it. Kingdom Hearts 3, please come. Also, Aaron just got out into our HQ. You just missed it. We'll both it's I fake news. Cheered and he was very upset. He <laughs> did not know what Eureka was a state motto for. For what state? Eureka. What was it? California. I thought it was Oregon. Definitely California. 
Well, I know that now. <laughs> Moving on to good Christmas so, memories or Hanukkah memories. I I don't know. I <coughs> I was trying to think of specific Hanukkah memories and like Hanukkah is just a happy time in general. I don't really have that many specific memories, but my sophomore year in high school, my whole uh, family and my cousins and my grandma, we took a cruise over Thanksgiving, and that was the year when Thanksgiving and Hanukkah were on the same day. The first night of Hanukkah and Thanksgiving were on the same day, and that's the only time ever that Thanksgiving and Hanukkah are going to intersect, because the next time it's happening is well over 5,000 years from now, and either America's not going to exist, or Jews aren't going to exist, or humans altogether aren't going to exist, and so was the only time that Thanksgiving and Hanukkah happened at the same time. And it was just cool to experience that. Eat turkey and brisket on the same day. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Would recommend. I don't know, I'm trying to think. It's probably getting a game console. Like it's so cl- I feel cliche, but like that was really what I wanted as a kid. As a game, like a PS2. That's all I wanted. Like... I don't know, even like even when I got the Xbox 360 like later in my life like I don't think it ever matched how excited I was to get a PlayStation 2. I definitely got I believe it was a PlayStation for Christmas, but I, I still have to say that my best one is a gift. It was the tickets to the Dallas Mavericks and Charlotte Bobcats game uh, in 2011, and it was that fateful game that I got to meet Dirk Nowitzki. So that was probably the best Christmas present I could ever ask for: getting to meet my favorite basketball player. Indirectly, I am chugging along in Trivia HQ. I believe I've gotten four questions right so far. Uh oh, <laughs> you gonna share that money with us, right? <laughs> <laughs> See the way that your bank account set up, huh? You got the checking and the savings. Moving on to our next question: Since the weather has been crazy lately, what is your favorite season? Spring. Who asked that? Carla. Favorite season? Spring. It's the it's the season of life. I get really bad allergies in the spring, though. I'm gonna go with fall, just because I like the changing of the colors of the leaves, and I just like fall weather. Oh, your like reason a- cannot be weather related. <sighs> From at Carla underscore B twenty two. Sorry, I was reading. Well, I do, but like a key question. I love you, Carla. But I like I said <laughs> I said I like the changing of the leaves, like the the how the leaves change color, and. uh I just generally am in a better mood in the fall because stuff is still not like I feel like in the spring everything gets kind of sped up. Summer's too hot, and then winter is hit or miss. I feel like fall is the consistent. It's the it's the rock in my life that I need. I like fall because like the convergence of like all my sports. <laughs> like yeah. I get um, football and basketball, like baseball when it's fun. Um, Baseball's always fun. That's a Huge lie. <laughs> I'm between summer and fall. Summer because it's like the heart of baseball season. Like I can go and watch a baseball game essentially whenever I want. Granted, I have to pay for a ticket and all, but like I have the opportunity to go and see the Indians play. Uh, and fall, I don't like the leaves changing because I can't really see it happen. <laughs> that but is sad. I like football season and marching band season. Summer's definitely my least favorite. It's just not ginger friendly out there. Sunscreen. I've offered it to you before and you refuse every time and then you get sunburned. I don't like sunscreen. So don't go outside. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) hard. We got another question? 
What's your favorite season? Oh, wait, you already yeah, said fall. Um, no other questions I like. <laughs> Sorry, <Yikes>. the rest. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, trivia recap. It was our last week of trivia. Aww. Of the semester, at least. Yeah, it was sad. I lost. What was the question? Ooh. After Mike Paul and Paul, after Mike Pence and Paul Ryan, who was currently next in line to the presidency? Orrin Hatch. It is Orrin Hatch. I was he is Orrin the president Rath. pro temp of the Senate. <sighs> I just guessed because I didn't. Thank know. you, Joseph Nutty, AP Gov. But if you would have had an extra life, maybe you would have gotten to that question. So what's your promo co- code, um, Aaron? My promo code is Aaron P. Friedman. Consistent with my brand. <laughs> yes, it was our last week of trivia. Uh, I I went back to basics with the food that I had. I had a insomnia cookie, and it was excellent. <coughs> um, we lost to the Trump isn't, but I think we had a winning record over this semester. It was a moral victory. <laughs> over the course of the semester, I think we beat them more than we lost. So I'll take it. We will see y'all next semester. Um. But our trivia question, would you like to read it? Sure. So our trivia question this week, keeping with our Star Wars theme, in only one Star Wars movie, the camera pans up after the opening crawl. Which movie is it? If you know the answer, tweet it at us at NeverMadePod. You will get a firm handshake from Mav if you're the first one, and a shout-out on the pod. Do you want to talk about your work quiz fail? What is that? yeah. I thought that was funny. So... Uh, at work this week, we had to take a bunch of quizzes about like how we do things at the package center so that they knew what we had to be trained on next semester. And one of the quizzes, the one that I was told was the most important one, was entitled Residence Hall Addresses. And I read that and got started on the quiz without reading the directions because I thought it was just naming each residence hall based on the address. And so I name all the residence halls, I click submit, and I get a 3 out of 37. <laughs> And then I figured out that I had to name the package center that they went to, not the actual dorm. So, which is why you got the second time around. I got a thirty-seven out of thirty-seven. But, but you uh, got three because you got what Spencer? Morrison I got Spencer and Morrison H-A. and yeah, Hojo. Oh, Hojo package center. Nice job. It's coming. Is it coming? It is coming. So I believe that I deserve this for that performance. <laughs> Is everybody surviving exams so far? I start tomorrow. Same. My last one is tomorrow. My last one is Thursday. I have... I had a presentation at my professor's house on Friday that went super well, and now he follows me on Instagram. And I had a good time there. He has five dogs, a cat, and seven horses, and a lizard. Wow. He lives in Country Chapel Hill. Um, I have some, uh, I have something I want to say. Give me a second. Go for it, fam. Spit it out, kid. So. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> Why are you doing this? So I, like I said last week, I guest hosted on a podcast. Um, it's called the Great Mates Podcast. Um, some of my internet friends from Australia and one of my friends from San Diego State. Um, we did a podcast together. It's about two hours long. It was really fun. You should go listen to it. They are on SoundCloud at Great Mates, G-R-8-M-8, Great Mates, um, and also on the iTunes store. Give it a listen. It's kind of long, but give you something to listen during your exams. I'm um, like an hour through it. It's a pretty... It's pretty good so far it's good background noise <laughs> yeah it's a good background noise um podcast but it was fun it was really fun let's i'll listen to it i still haven't had a chance to i haven't even listened through our last episode all the way through yet because i've just been so busy with yeah recitals and you know papers and when you're driving stuff. home just go ahead and turn it on and it'll get me through my whole drive it's exactly two hours let josh and anastasia sweet australian accents Ooh, during my uh, my history of bluegrass exam, fun fact: I'm in a history of bluegrass class. Um, one of the people that was in it with me was uh, Australian, and it started snowing, and she had never seen snow before. So we actually took a second, stopped the exam, gave us all a second to like check, look outside, and offered like, "Hey, if you want to go outside and like, like I get feel snow, like like you can go." And she's like. I don't want to do a really bad Australian accent, but she said, no, it's okay. Like it'll, I'm sure it'll be there when like I finish. And it no, was, it's okay. <laughs> Please. No, don't do this. <laughs> Bye Felicia. Oh my goodness. Anything else? I'm so tired. I have like kind of cold and I'm also tired and I'm just ready for this week to be over. I'm ready for star Wars. See. Colby, I'm really <laughs> hype about this prospect, like this, uh, the prospect of this special episode that we could potentially do. After December 22nd that I mentioned in our group me. Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> It'll be a good one. All right. So <laughs> if you want to find us, you can find us at nevermadevarsity.podient.co. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Five stars, please. <laughs> Anything nice. you liked or didn't like, please um, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you, Jake, for the theme music. And we will see you. <gasps> Next week. Oh, Bye. less than a oh, week. What? On Friday yeah, yeah. morning. <laughs> Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs>